Hey, welcome to How I Learned to Stop Worrying Expose. and Stop the Bomb. All right. Uh, I'm your host, Lauren Hutton. Welcome. Sex. We are uh, talking News. to performers about their worst nightmares Business. on stage. Uh, with me, as always, is my co host. Hard hitting on Luke Fagenbush, and tonight we blow this thing wide, wide open, baby. Wildly. Yeah, we're taking the we're taking the group off of Groupon, and Leaks. we're giving you the hot goss that you need in today's fast-paced world. We're here. Who are we here with? Okay, you can stop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourself, man. Tell us about you. My name's Mark Rouse. I'm so graphic. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> I love long Being walks on this podcast <laughs> to Groupon <laughs> to talk about Groupon on podcasts. Yeah, you're here for part two, man. Yeah. Did you guys know I actually had my own podcast for like seven episodes when I was Superman? No. Couple, yeah. It was called Mark My Podcast. It was a great name. It didn't go great. I, I basically mean, don't. Just, no plugs in the intro. Ah, <laughs> it's not a good podcast. I don't even think it's available anymore. I tried to shut it down, but forgot like the logins. So don't look it up. It's not really. It, this is an anti-plug. So it's not a plug. He's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm Mark. I have over 5,000 followers on Instagram Holy and only 4,000 of them are robots, but nice. I did not pay for the robots. Oh, was that a gift? Little little stocking stuffer from Nana? I'll tell you the story. I was on this app called Club. Clubhouse. Have you ever heard of it? Nope. So it's like a social media live chat room audio thing. Yeah. Where basically you can get on and talk to people all across the country. You get muted and unmuted based on the moderators. There's an audience and a stage. Anyway, long I was, story short, I was in this. I was in this room. <laughs> don't do this. I say don't do this a lot too. I gotta not do that. Um, but so I I was in this room with probably like 20 people, 10 of which were these like girls that had pretty respectable Instagram following like they were like they were, they were based out of California. They just had a bunch of followers <laughs> and I got on there and I was like entry. I was like, I was like, God, you guys have a lot of followers. I only have like 700. I've been Channel on here for like nine. eight years <laughs> and I only have 800 seven, 800 followers and I Social follow like 1300. Media. My ratio is terrible. And uh, about an hour later, I was in San Diego at the time at a happy hour, and I looked down on my phone, and I have 5,000 notifications on Instagram. <laughs> and it's just like, someone followed you, someone followed you, someone followed you. And I, you know, I'm assuming they're robots. I'm assuming they're robots, but I have over 5,000 followers now. And I think it's somewhat self-fulfilling. Murder. Like when I meet a new person, and I'm like, oh, we should follow each other on Instagram. Bears? And they see mine. And they're like, all right, I'll follow this guy because 5,000 other people do, as opposed to like, oh, oh this guy has University a degrees. Hell yeah. Long story long. Enjoy the episode, everybody. <laughs> That's partly on us, I feel. Nah, nah. Yeah. When I, mean, I said Simon's a clown and you were like, oh, with your 
big shoes in your small car. I was like, I don't know what Lou's talking. Oh, I said clown. <laughs> I smoked way too much weed before the first one, I guess. Uh, yeah. Where are you at on this one? Story of I'm lives. doing okay. Okay, that's good. Yeah. I love that you came in with a lot of notes because we haven't done like too many like part one, part twos in this whole like stratosphere. So the fact that you were like, okay, I listened to the first one and a couple I have times apparently we, yeah, we many, had some listens to thank you for. How many times did you listen to the show? Uh, I listened to it three times. And was that strictly for your own like entertainment and edification? No, it was to realize it was to look through whose names I used. (laughs) So I knew who to apologize to. (laughs) Right. Okay. Give context. We could be better about that. We could take some notes from Mark Taylor, Jonathan. I'm very sorry. And while you're at it, Austin Deller, I apologize profusely. (laughs) I forgot all about Austin. Austin's a good kid. He is. Um, we but did, okay, the first dirty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I don't even want to know. The first thing I want to clarify is I told that story about the Groupon deal I closed for the all you can ride passes yeah. at the Kings Island type place. It wasn't silly string. It was silly bands. I uh, thought they were silly bands because remember you do you know what okay. I'm talking about yeah. the things you take off and they go into shapes of like animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was a that big craze in like 2014 four silly craze. string is like in a can that you spray at people. Okay, that so makes, I figured the story yeah. didn't really make sense because I knew they were selling wristlets something that went on your wrist. I right, thought right, it was right. a silly one. Yeah, and it was a skip the line one correction one. I mean, okay, that does make it make a little bit more sense, but in all honesty, it doesn't really I mean, ultimately, you you didn't know what you were selling, right? I thought I was selling silly string ten for tw- or silly bands ten for twenty, right? Right. And I thought twenty dollars for one silly band was a ripoff. I mean, you yeah, but, be correct. but I had a manager who like has to approve the deal structure and everything, yeah. and he was like, "Oh, this is a killer." I was like, "Okay," he said, "It's okay," <laughs> and then I didn't even know what it was because I was like Luke laughed about which was <laughs> I was hung over <laughs> sleep deprived one bong rip in I, I didn't know what was going on. Um, okay, so what else? What are what yeah, were that was a pretty points? innocuous correction. Okay, you said you had corrections. I got a I had scared. I had that but then like I talked about the booking fee a lot yeah. and the email I got from that manager who I've actually sent this to already and I was talking to her. You sent the manager this show. Yeah. Well, no wonder we've gotten so many listens this week. Thank you all so much. You new listeners. A lot of those listeners <laughs> are probably like in a conference room around a phone just with people nodding and taking legal notes. Yeah, yeah, no, sh- I, she's I've had her. In, I've had this one manager in some things that I've written before and she just says keep my name out of it, but I'm always what was gonna, her name. Uh, her name was <laughs> something something, uh, but before we get started, so I, I have five notes that I took just like different things that you know, because this will probably be our last episode for a while and I wanted a couple things. I was like, okay, Are what you am leaving? I like we can have you back on the back show. I know, I know, but I'm not. I'm not just going <laughs> to join in. Right? I can't be. Are you are you booking it back to Phoenix? Or? I'm actually in Charlotte right now. Okay, with the same company, but that's uh, irrelevant, but I just thought to myself what couple things would I want to make sure are included no matter what and right, so I right, have right. five things one of which is another funny story from early on at Groupon. So Groupon has a policy for like what local businesses they're they'll partner with, right? Okay. Like you can't be a weird shitty company 
and partner with Groupon, even though whatever. Okay, Groupon do, is a weird, shitty company. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, but, but not on the outside. Yeah, so not to themselves. Define, so anyway, define weird and shitty though, because so like w- w- one of the things that they say you have to have is a brick and mortar location. Okay, right, an actual address that people physically go to. You can't be a one man masseuse at your house and run a thousand uh, coupons and have okay. a thousand people come through your house. And like I got you can't swab incorporated you would can't not be, qualify. What is right. that? Hilt swab incorporated. I don't know what that is. How I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. Oh, I dropped a T. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, it's our well, rub and tug business that we do on the side where <laughs> yeah. we come to your house and then you come in our hands <laughs> massively more successful. <laughs> It's actually how we fund this. No lie. You would not believe at Groupon how many professional cuddlers reached out to us trying to be professional, trying to run Groupon deal (laughs) professional cuddlers. They say it's nothing sexual. They just come cuddle you and they're very clear like nothing sexual happens. No, that's like a booming business in Japan because there's all these lonely like Japanese businessmen and then they yeah, they have a person. Plus they also fuck them. So that's pretty cool. No, two different people. Well, (laughs) you get one person to fuck them and then another person comes in and cuddles them for an hour. It's two different billings. You have to do a whole different spreadsheet. They're itemized differently. Exactly. Mm. This guy knows about itemized. I want to be a cuddler because I'm better at that. <laughs> really? That's surprising. You're quite really? bony. <laughs> I can last forever I, cuddling and the other one. Nah. But you're also very I lanky. Didn't say it was so good. You got, of, you got a lot of got a lot of wrapping room. You can get a get a nice wrap on a person. Yeah, you're like a python. I got wrapping room in one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to this guy. So like one of the requirements they have is that you have a physical location, okay? right? Right. And uh, another requirement they have is like you can't be a direct competitor of Groupon. Okay. Interesting. So this one. So Groupon's trying to get their own cuddle side hustle going. I got so this one random guy calls me out of San Diego and he's got this business called the deal deck and basically you buy this deal deck for $30. It's a deck of cards and every card has $10 off if you spend 40 at a local restaurant. Right. It's a pretty cool concept. There's one in Cincinnati. A lot of major cities have something similar. Yeah, yeah. it's called a coupon book. It's it's a glorified coupon book. A deck exactly. of many things. And see, <laughs> you just said the word coupon. I and said in coupon, group- sir. I don't say and, that other word. And in Groupon's head, they saw this guy as a competitor. Ah, yeah. But I was the one who took the phone call, and I didn't know that this was the policy. So I go to my manager. I'm like, hey, man, I got this guy. He wants to run this deal deck deal. He wants to sell him for like 20 bucks instead of 30 and on our platform and my manager turned me down and he said, no, you can't do that one. He doesn't have a physical location and this is what I tell the guy uh, later okay. and then he calls me up a week after that. I He's bought like, a trailer. Hey, <laughs> I got a kiosk at a mall. Yeah, yes. story. I like this guy and I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's great news, dude. Hell yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> Go back to my manager. He's like, ah, he's still a competitor. We're not going to do it guy sues us. Oh, I had to no. I had to meet with our legal team and be like, okay, send us like all the back yeah. and forth you had with this guy because this could be a piece. PR nightmare. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I thought that was a really funny story. How it, long were you working with them before you had to deal with a lawsuit about a month? <laughs> that's not great. No, that's not a great track record yeah. as far as like, you know, dealing with things that are high stress level at your job. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. And, and you know, okay, look, I, Mark, I, I talked I know a lot of only negative been here for 30 days, but this whole litigation thing we will get over that and then we'll get you a cake. <laughs> I feel like all we talked about were the negative things about Groupon last time and I want to I want to give out a 
like a less lesser known good fact about group. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. what of the five, what are we on now? Two. Okay, cool. Hell yeah. Okay. That's convenient. I have to so, take a shit. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. Don't you dare give me any validation for that. We're not stopping the podcast. You can do <laughs> do what you will with that information, but so right. I like this chair. I'll take it home with me if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> so number two. So number two. Pat. Yours oh, not mine. <laughs> nice. I knew that was coming. Yeah, I hate that it came anyways. So um, Groupon was actually started in 2007 and it wasn't called Groupon, right? It was called the point. That's the right. Based yes. off of the tipping point, the name, yeah. the name of the business. So if you go to the point.com right now, it'll redirect you to Groupon if they still own the domain, but they were, I think we talked about in the, uh, we talked about that in the, the first lost episode. Yeah. Yeah. The, the gone times. The, yeah. So <laughs> are Groupon, we recording? <laughs> Dear God, I hope so. <laughs> So Groupon was started in 2007 as the point right. short for the tipping point, which basically says it's a book by Malcolm Gladwell, where it basically says if a group of people have always cho- chosen option a, they will eventually reach a tipping point where they go to option B and change their behavior with the critical mass. Mm-hmm. So the point actually started out as a political or social activism website where you could get in there say hey I want to accomplish this whether it's a boycott or a number of signatures or a dollar amount they would say here's our goal this is what we want to accomplish and people could pledge real money towards that goal and everyone would only get charged if it reached the tipping point. So very uh, early. So very early on at Groupon, yeah. a Groupon deal wasn't activated until it had a certain amount of people that purchased. It, it. it was kind of GoFundMe before GoFundMe. Correct. And basically Eric Lefkowski, he loaned Andrew Mason a million dollars to develop the point and the point was basically an email list of a couple thousand people in Chicago and they had all these weird things they would raise money for like Andrew Mason's main one that he did was he said well winters in Chicago are shitty so it'd be really cool if we could raise a trillion dollars and put a dome over the entire city and he he raised over three hundred thousand dollars of real money towards that goal, but obviously it never. Yeah, but two hundred and eighty thousand dollars of that was Stephen King <laughs> recycled joke, baby. <laughs> oh, I forgot that you had said that and then as I, soon I as it not. came out of your face. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, you're just like, oh, he's to be he's talking about the dome again. Get that Stephen King line queued up brain. <laughs> Is that how your brain works? There's like a foreman and assembly it's lines. It's like the and SpongeBob thing, filing cabinets and guys running around. Yeah, they all look like SpongeBob, but yeah. even in your head, yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> creepy. So, how does that relate? Not the SpongeBob thing. <laughs> I just think it's interesting that. Groupon started out as something else, humble origins, and then yeah. basically. Eric Lefkowski asked the question, how do I make the most money as soon as possible? Yeah, the most the answer evil was, question. The answer was local businesses and partnering with them, running on a revenue share, running all these group coupons. And then it was literally like a random employee in a think tank meeting at the company that was like they were doing like, OK, we're going to change our name from the point and we're going to do these group coupons. And this guy was like Groupon. 
And then that's yep. how it came up. And yep. he still has it like on his LinkedIn profile. Like I came up with the, <laughs> the name the Groupon. Groupon name. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I would love to be that guy. But like I'd kill it at bars. I, I'd want to be that guy's neighbor. <laughs> See him every morning and be like, hey, what's up? I didn't have any other good ideas. Nope. Just the one still. Just All right. One you have a good day, name. Jack. Just the one stupid name. <laughs> Just shorten his name. He's like, what's up, Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I want to give Groupon some credit because before I started working there, I used to use them for things that you probably shouldn't use a Groupon for like hits like LASIK surgery. Cuddles. Oh, <laughs> murder. Eye surgery cuddles. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I got LASIK surgery on a Groupon really before I even started working there. I was still working at Delta, so I had free flights and they yeah. ran one in Chicago. Oh, I'm sorry in Atlanta, so I literally flew to Atlanta, got LASIK and then came back because it was $2,400 as opposed to like five grand. Wow, that's that's um, that's a little okay. All right. Another one. <laughs> I watched an entourage episode once didn't where, pay for it. Scandalous. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. No, I had a, I had someone's login. <laughs> there we I, go. Oh, Someone yeah. was paying for it. Yeah, thanks. Kevin Seiler. <laughs> hey, uh, shout out <laughs> my best friend's dad. Yeah, He's shout out to he, another he was, name. He was he was direct TV's number one cust- or first customer ever in Cincinnati. He, like he gets grandfathered into all this shit. ground zero. Wait, what? Yeah, so I have like I have the hookup through Kevin, but That's we can edit dope. all this out, right? I'm yeah, of kidding. course. So, <laughs> so anyway, I uh, I saw this episode of Entourage where the main character Vinny was going through like a identity crisis and he was with this guy and he decided to buzz his head and then go skydiving. Whoa. Wait, and okay. Yeah. And then the very next day I call up three of my friends from high school. Or I call up one of my friends and he's like, I'm like, hey, John, what's up? He's like nothing, dude. Uh, Fred and Jason and I are going to go skydiving. We just buzzed our heads. And because it was because of this entourage episode, they were like, dude, let's <laughs> right. just do it tomorrow. And right. so I, and they're like, yeah, we got a Groupon for it. It's like a hundred bucks with the video. Okay. I was like, hell Groupon yeah, let's go skydiving. So I went, I went skydiving on Groupon too. How? And I mean, <laughs> dude, when we talk about like why Groupon is an important company to care about, I know I mentioned it that they were the fastest company to ever make a billion dollars. They turned down six billion from Google. Yeah, yeah. They were printing out cash for like two years raking in like three or four hundred million dollars a month in revenue for themselves off all these deals. And it makes sense because if you do the math, the first ever Groupon deal was a 10 for 20 buy one pizza, get one pizza free at this pizza place in the same building as Groupon called Motel Bar. Okay, so they sold a thousand. Let's say let's say okay, and that was typical. So they just made five thousand dollars, right? Because they made half of the ten thousand, right? So Imagine you partner every day with a local business, a new local business, and you're not only restaurants, but your salons and your activities and your hotels, and you spread that across the entire country. Like you open one market, then the next market, then the next market. I mean, this company made billions and and still does make billions of dollars every year off of basically sharing revenue with local businesses and not really adding any value to the relationship. They really just cornered the market in the platform because I look at it like a threesome. Yeah, right because like at Groupon they had propaganda where like it's a win win win. The customer wins because we saved them money. The local business wins because they get an incremental business like customer through the door right and Groupon wins. But I think if that was like a, a threesome like an actual threesome, I feel like the first one kicked out of the room 
would be Groupon. They they add the least value to everybody involved. Okay. Okay. We've all seen Rick and Morty. Yeah. We've, we've all, all had threesomes. Sure. And we've all seen that episode <laughs> where uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, we find out that Beth's parents or maybe it's Jerry's parents. I can't remember, but they show up with like some random dude and they're just like, yeah, this is. Oh, yeah. And then you find out that the random dude has sex with grandma while grandpa watches from the closet dressed as Superman. Yeah, that's their that's new more gig. of a throuple though. Yeah, yeah, he adds emotional value. I don't know if he's adding any emotional value to any Groupon is grandpa in that situation <laughs> to me because he's not. I mean, he's just in the closet for himself. He's, he's just creepy. <laughs> he's just sitting there recording it on his phone and I don't know if they went into that detail. Yeah, the but, but Groupon did. Maybe yeah, she Groupon right, was recording right. the all the calls. Like were, to be watched though. Okay, I can't judge another fictitious animated couple. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's really sink down into the psyche of these cartoon people. I've only seen Why? one Rick and Morty episode and it was the was it that one. No, it was like <laughs> the, it was just the one. I, all I all I know is all these like different universes and the one guy told all the people that giving the middle finger was like a oh, peace, peace sign world. Yeah, yep, uh, that's yep. the only episode I've ever seen of Rick and Morty a and then good one. Steven and then Colbert. but every time I see someone that has a Rick and Morty shirt, I'm like, yo, yo, that sh- that shows tight. <laughs> I, act, I act like I act like I watch it and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, dude, we're, we're like minded. I know it. I just that makes me I just haven't actually watched so the show. much better. Lee has a Grateful Dead T-shirt, and for the yeah. longest time, I looked at her and I was just like, "I didn't know you liked the Dead." And she was like, "What are you talking about?" I I'm like cartoon n- bears, yeah, right? <laughs> right? She was like, "I don't know. This is just I got it from Torrid." <laughs> uh, Rick, I, I like Rick and Morty, but Rick and Morty fan, no offense, are the worst. They're no, the they're worst the people. worst people. They're yeah. the worst oh, that people. sucks. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. saw the one episode and just figured every episode would be like that one. And I was like, oh, this is a pretty creative show. No, the show is amazing. But the their creators are, are great. But like Rick and Morty fans, let's not forget. These are the same people that stormed McDonald's because they didn't have a discontinued sauce that was showcased on an episode of Rick and Morty. Oh, no, those are Rick and Morty. Yeah, fans. that's wild. Um, that's like me with Groupon. Probably they I probably don't, think of me the same way. I now. don't think they research it as much, and I yeah. don't think they use their power for good. Precisely. Okay. okay. Yeah. So it's yeah. a little different. You I have just have a charismatic. What I mean is that you. like people that work <laughs> at Groupon still know who I am. Like, oh yeah, that's the guy who really hates us. Like, don't talk to him. Oh, see, that's interesting. Yeah, that you still have like at least uh, even if it's negative, an amount of clout around the office. <laughs> if you know about Groupon, like if you're if you worked at Groupon for a while or you you work there now, yeah. first of all, I've already reached out to connect with you on LinkedIn. Like so you're like actively reaching out to new employees. Oh, yeah, anyone, anyone that works at Groupon. I basically get on their case like don't work there. Holy shit. really? So yeah. someone walks through the door and you're like, welcome bathrooms there. This is public enemy number one. <laughs> First order of business don't in orientation. Don't believe his lies. <laughs> Lunch is at noon and don't listen to Mark. <laughs> it's dude. It's true. Like um, holy shit. That's there's amazing. a guy. There's a guy that works there now. He's an executive. I'm not going to mention his name because I'm get, trying to get better about that. So I'm not mentioning names and I'm not saying long story short. <laughs> Both good moves. I said long story short like 
15 times. You did not say it 15 times. I didn't notice it. I you said it 13 times I, in the first recording. I, uh, and then we started over. And yeah. then you said it nine times. Yeah, we air quotes lost got, the audio. <laughs> I got onto the script and did a keyword search for short, long story short. Oh, and there were, man. There were nine results. I was like, damn. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, I noticed that in, in the recording. And I was like, do I bring this to anyone's attention? Nah, I think he'll notice notice it later and you here we are tell me if I had <laughs> audio quirks correct um, no because you don't you don't you don't have audio quirks you just have like normal quirks where you'll go to say something and then your brain's like no wait don't say that everyone will hate you and then your tongue trips over itself that's like a normal but thing. I not nah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's let's try to get no. back. Let's get back. No, so let's get back on, on let's the get list back of on track five. Here, okay, <laughs> what we, we, are we on three? We're only on two. <laughs> we're yeah. still on two. Yeah, we're twenty minutes in, so we got to get going. Uh, this might take the whole episode. <laughs> That's okay. So, Strap in for episode so, three, folks. <laughs> there's this there's this executive at Groupon that got that started working there maybe three years ago. Okay, and he got hired into like an executive role and. I went to high school at the same high school as this guy. All right. And he graduated in 2002. And long story short, <laughs> edit it out. Um, long story long. So, so Deal my with oldest brother was on the same team as him in football, and I knew who he was, <laughs> and we were friends. This dude that works now at Groupon. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I can't get past long story long. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a guy in Chinatown that sells like antique, like Asian books about like origami and the Kama Sutra. You know, Lauren, believe it or not, you're not the first person to say that. To me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I man. lied. You could, were. Could I read this in a day? No, long story long. <laughs> long story long. Oh, oh man. you're not working for SNL anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got canceled. Oh shit. Well, we've already established that we're terrible people or someone is trying to establish that a lot. Anywho, so this executive. <laughs> so he gets a job at Groupon as head of strategy, head of global strategy, whatever it is. And I reached out to him after couple, you after you had after, left? a couple years after I had left okay. and hit. I knew that his boss was Simon. Because he told me Cal, right? And Simon I, I Cal basically went to this guy and showed him my case. And I'm like, hey, yeah, man, just you let you know your case. I was like, look, man, you're working for this company and this is the evidence I have against you guys. You hid this booking fee. You started this promotional allowance fee so you could start running additional discounts on top of like your restaurants and salons, like all your normal local deals. I was like, you guys are scam artists. And his, and his response was like, I I understand where you're coming from. I'm just in a weird place and I have no comment and I'm like, okay, like I'm whatever in a weird place, but I still my girlfriend but I still, just broke up. I, I, I'm getting kicked out of my apartment. I just no comment, but I still <laughs> will dude. everyone. There's no comment, you know, right? They have nothing to say to me if they still work there because they've probably been told don't talk to this guy. Or oh, give yeah. Him anything. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know? you're actively emailing like really, really high up people in the company. Hey, yeah. I'm gone and I'm coming after you. I I'm mean, sure that was a, a long time ago. Out. Yeah, I'm, that was a long time ago, but I've stayed on their case since. So I'll give you one example. Okay, let's say a local business sells something for a hundred dollars and we run a half off. We sell it for 50 Groupon gets 25. The local business gets 25. That's how the original agreement payment terms were set up. 
right? Groupon, while I was there, right around the same time they started putting this booking fee in there, they they added in they added into the normal agreement this terminology called uh, a promotional allowance fee, and it basically says Groupon may, in its sole discretion, offer a promo like or like we owe you everything less the promotional allowance fee. And this is essentially what it does. Let's say you get an email from Groupon and it says today, 20% off all restaurants. Well, the restaurant agreed to do 50% off so that 10, that hundred dollars turned into 50, but you're, but then Groupon ran an additional discount of 20% off your 50. So that's one. What is that for? So the final sell price would be 40. Whose side do you think that's coming out of? I can tell you it's it's coming out of the local businesses side, not Groupon. I'm real glad you answered for me. <laughs> so wait, they're just like, hey, you're doing this coupon and then without like contacting the local business, they're like extra coupon and we keep the money. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. So I'll give you a real life what example of something I've been doing recently. Okay. Um, did we talk about O'Malley's in the alley? Yes. In the first yeah. one. Honestly, bro, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, if you've heard this before, just press the skip button. No, or no, it, don't it's definitely not. It's it. definitely not on the first, um, like the, what we actually published. Yeah, just talk about it again. So, so basically, there's a restaurant in Cincinnati called O'Malley's, O'Malley's in the Alley, and they agreed to run a twelve for twenty deal. So, if you buy the Groupon for twelve dollars, you get twenty dollars worth of food. Right. There is this Instagram traveling celebrity lady, Cynthia dot somewhere, and she partnered with Groupon recently and ran a 30% off your first Groupon through me. Just type in Cynthia 30. Okay, right. So I went on to Groupon and just created a new email address because I knew as an employee that their requirement for being a new customer is just simply an email address. So I set up a new random email address, logged into Groupon, put in Cynthia 30, and I got n- $20 worth of food at O'Malley's and Alley for $9 instead of 12. That's and right. then I and then I called up the general manager of O'Malley's and Alley and basically explained to him what was going on. Yeah, and I said, hey, man, I just got your deal for $9 instead of 12. It was as easy as plugging this in Groupon's a bunch of scam artists. I hate them. If you ever want to stop it and sue them, let me know. And they were like, well, we'll stop. And they were like, and they stopped their Groupon deal. And so I'm asking myself now like, why don't I just get on Groupon and I've done this. I'm, acting, yeah, yeah. I'm not acting like I haven't, but I just am always on Groupon seeing who they partner with and I reach out to them directly. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Do you not Holy know shit. how much of your life have you devoted to taking down probably 10,000 hours like we talked about? You're last an time. expert yeah. at taking down Groupon. You're well, it depends on how you look at it. Groupon's still a publicly traded company that has real impact on local businesses still. Yeah. So have I completely had success? No, but when I left there, they were worth like seven billion and now they're worth under a billion. So from 2016 to now, I'll be honest five years like that's a lot of loss. I can't admit. I mean, obviously that's not that's not all you that's probably so well, don't sell our boy short. No, but I'm saying at least a billion dollars, right? Uh, probably a billion dollars is from your direct result. I don't of, like, know trying to shine light. I on do know. Shit. I do know that one of the things I want to so we're on number four now. Okay. Whoa, we went from two. Yeah, it was three. O'Malley's in the alley. Okay, tight. All right, I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but bad I news. There are actually now. six. So, 
So you're Wait, all, yeah. that was I wrote down news. five and then I added one. You have worked at Groupon. You're like, here's five points. <laughs> okay, next now one. I'm going to sneak in six. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so, so at one point, I'm super manic. Right. right, we're gonna get back into my manic stuff. Okay. okay. Oh okay. boy. So strap in. So <laughs> after I left Groupon, I got, I actually my very next job was I was basically a studio manager for this yoga studio that I had signed up for Groupon, and they had done really well here in Cincinnati. They went from one to four locations because of it. I bought the Groupon and did the ninety days, like all the stuff. I yeah. worked for this company, and then I eventually wanted to get back to Groupon in Chicago and take them down. So I researched similar similar style companies that compete with them, and there was this one out of Buffalo called City Dining Cards. Literally just like Deal Deck, yeah, yeah, but an yeah. actual app, and they yeah. had like all this other shit. So I somehow came across them, or a headhunter found me, and I got a role as a director of business development in Chicago for this company. So I go back up there, but I'm manic as hell, and I'm like saying crazy shit all the time. So my employment there was only going to last so long, and especially when you end up in jail. Did you like, know that going in? know what going in that you're like, all right, this is a burning ship, but we're going to drive it where I want to go. Yeah, it was just sort of like a tool for me to get back up to Chicago and start like raising hell again. Okay. Yeah. So at one point at one point, my friend Tyler posts this um, link to an article on Facebook and it's medium.com. Have you ever heard of that? I think so. Is is that where like not small boys but not large boys get their pants? No. Cool. I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> so if there was a mama bear, a papa bear, and a baby bear, is this where mama bear would go to spend time on the internet? Wait, what? Medium spend time on the internet. Can you say that in a creepier way? Is this where Mama Bear goes to touch herself when no one else is awake? I didn't go there. I th- <laughs> it's a Mama Bear. She's probably shopping for toilet paper. Right, toilet paper, not that big American classic black dildo. Jesus. <laughs> Hey man, we don't have any like you know people telling us what dildo. we can't say. The black bear dildo. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what a, a bear dick what's, looks like. What's the if it's if it's brown? Flush it down. If it's yellow, down. let it mellow. If it's no, black, it, <laughs> all right, Jack. Is that how that goes? Uh, a certain type of bear, you're supposed to act big and wave your arms. And another bear, a brown bear, you play dead because they're vicious. They'll kill you. A black bear, you can scare away. Wait for real. What about a yeah. polar bear? You stop, drop, and roll. Give it a coke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give it a coke. Give it a Klondike bar. Give it a smile. <laughs> Did you say stop, drop, and roll? Give it, all right. Let's White get back bear. on track. Oh, let's get back oh, on God. track. No, right. I'm not done with bears. Come on. <laughs> medium.com. Medium.com is exactly what it sounds like. It's a medium. It's basically where content creators can get on and write articles. They're long form, but it's very like content creator friendly medium.com Barack Obama's on there. See, that's not what I thought of at all when you said medium.com. Yeah, so I thought like, you know, it's basically a contacting pub- the dead nope. being a, a conduit for the spirit realm, you know, a medium, but it's like a social media of article writers. Correct. Okay. That, that's a good way to put it. Okay, but like at the that. time at the time and also I guess still today. <laughs> 
at the time, and I guess still today, nobody's really heard of medium.com. Okay. It's black and white. <laughs> Play dead and roll. <laughs> I'm sorry. I swear You're we're good. done. Medium.com. You're good. <laughs> the dangers of having too much space on the SD card. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll get through it eventually. We're going to get there. But I think you two would really like medium.com. It's basically like you can write you can like embed things into it. So everything's reads really well on it. Oh. It's very content creator friendly. Okay. Tight. Okay. But, but the more important thing is nobody has ever heard of it. Okay. So my friend Pitt posts this link to a medium article written by Andrew Mason, the actual co-founder of Groupon, the okay. one that I actually like who is the CEO the now idea of the script. Man, not Correct. the scoundrel. So Andrew Mason got on medium.com about six months after I quit and he wrote an article called why root for Groupon and he had already been fired from the company or right, right. quit. This is the guy that sent out the email that said, Correct. hey, just so you know, I blah, blah, blah. Just kidding. I was fired. I was fired. Yeah, yep. right. So he got fired in 2012 after they missed some revenue goals for about right. a year. And so he writes this article called why root for Groupon and lays out all these reasons why you should still root for them as a company. And it was weird to me and I'm manic and I'm trying to take Groupon down and my main dude that I wish I would have been able to work for, but he got fired before I got there and I had to deal with Lefkowski. Yeah, I was like, so he writes this article on this publication platform that nobody knows about. And the interesting thing about that is like if a big time name like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos wrote an article, you can't be first in the comments and you can't like be you can't catch eyes with your comment to that thing because you'll get buried, right? There's right. tons of views. Yeah. But the thing that caught me weird and made me paranoid when I was manic was nobody was on this platform and I could write a response to it and it would get a ton of views. Right. And yeah. I, I could and I could send it out to our internal Groupon email addresses like our list serves and make sure that the entire company sees what I have to say about what Andrew Mason said and that's essentially what I did. So how big of a deal is Andrew Mason at this time? He's still a pretty big deal because you said he did other businesses after Groupon, right? Yes. So he was front page of Forbes, which is a pretty big that, deal. That's a labeled, pretty big labeled deal. the next web phenom and he's a really quirky guy like he was on the 60 minutes segment where they called him out because like they found this YouTube video of him doing yoga naked or in his underwear uh, yeah. against a Christmas tree and they're like, dude, we can't have a CEO doing that and he was like, well, I didn't know I was going to be a CEO anyway. Wait, wait, wait against a Christmas tree in front of a Christmas tree. Oh. There was a Christmas tree in the background. Christmas I just yoga. saw him like downward dogging on a yeah. Christmas. Anyway, just doing a headstand and you'll using, die his leverage. <laughs> so this big name guy finds what was sort of a nothing site at the time to post his Groupon takedown. Well, no, he writes why root for Groupon and wrote okay. this article about how they got a new CEO and there's new hope, but like I helped create this thing. I don't know. You should read it sometime, but it's an interesting article. Anyway, I took it as an opportunity in my manic state to write just the worst, most incoherent Groupon bash like you could ever imagine. And well, I sent now it out I'm to definitely going to find that article. Well, I deleted my comment out eventually. Oh, 
because it was so bad. But and I went I went manic and committed the arson within days of that and like oh, think or okay. yeah, it was I, like I was not in a good place. Yeah, but I, th- I found it weird that someone so high profile would be on such a random site. By the way, if yeah. you if you skipped episode one, <laughs> he did he wasn't just like oh yeah, and I burned down someone's house, right? You lit right. a book of matches in your own shower and then called the police on yourself. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. the cutest arson. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so when you're when you're in jail, um, <laughs> uh, when you're in jail, you know one of the main questions people are trying to figure out is like, are you a cop for some reason? Yeah, yeah. You know, like I remember sixty days in show, and they're like ah. Um, imagine like you're in there. Are you a cop? Imagine it's fuck? day four and you're oh, out shit. in general population and dudes come up to you. They're like, what are you in here for? I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm lit a bunch of matches on fire inside of a bathtub and call the cops on myself. They're like cop. <laughs> Wait, what? Also <laughs> for real. I mean, dude, well, think about it. Like what an unbelievable stupid story you that only a cop would come up with. You like don't an idiot come across cop. as not a cop. Like, that's true. I don't. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. That is true. You don't have not a cop energy. <laughs> you don't necessarily have cop energy, but you definitely do not have not a cop energy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, Something about the fur on your. I don't know. It's either cop or pilot. I can't yeah, place it. Yeah. No. Yeah. This. I like this jacket though. It is dope. Where'd Thanks. you get it? Did they come from Walgreens? That I was a dumb question. I think Let's it came move from on. TJ Maxx. They have this brand called Weatherproof. That I swear has the best clothes. You should I look might, up weatherproof. Uh, there, I swear their shit's the best. Might find a Groupon for that. <laughs> okay, I want to tell another story, and there's no real transition to it. Is this number four or number five? Okay, this is number five, and I honestly forget what six is. So I'm gonna have to look at my phone again once we talk about this. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so one thing I want to talk about is. Obviously, last time we talked about my Truman mentality and the fact that right. I lost my yeah. mind and was convinced I was being followed and went through like a really tough time of like thinking everything like everything was basically was, um, what's the word I'm looking for right now. There were um, no consequences cryptic. Oh, okay. So like That's every word. Yeah, like everything I was saying, I would try to be super cryptic oh. and then also one thing I did was I want to and and this is perfect because it it leads back to Matt. Okay, so if in the last episode, basically Luke was like all oh, that Matt guy, you guys don't even know. So so I, I mentioned I mentioned at one point that I was super manic and I was like interrogating my own family and stuff. Yeah, and at one point I became convinced that someone in my family had met Matt and basically planted him at that bar to meet me. Okay, and I was convinced of it and and, and it's pretty easy what? to it's easy, but you say what, but if I'm thinking I'm a Truman show, I'm leaving everything on the table. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on. So when I was getting ready yeah. to quit Groupon, I actually called Matt up one night and just like talked manic as shit to him. I was like, yo, Matt, what the fuck is going on? Like, do you know my do you know my family? Like what? what's going on? Like I, I forget exactly. He could probably tell you how it went down, but like he was like, yo, Mark, what what do you mean? What's going on? Are you okay? Are you on drugs? All this shit. I was just wow. like, dude, fuck you, but thank you for putting me here because like I thought you planted me here to be a whistleblower and he's like, you need to see a doctor. 
Holy shit. shit. So, so anyway, so I, I, I want to mention that I, I dip my toes in some mania and that makes the most sense. Like yeah. as of my mindset, yeah. then I'm like, yep, checks off. Yep. Yeah. If so you thought that he was planted there to put all of these things into motion. Yeah, it makes perfect sense why you would call him up to yell at him slash thank him for that. <laughs> yeah, and in a way, wasn't he kind of there to recruit people? Um, I mean, he was, was a sales job, manager. Right? It was definitely part of his job, but I, I was convinced that he knew my family member and planted me there right. and I needed to get answers from him. Oh yeah, and, probably and, not that and <laughs> bipolar wasn't super at the top of people's minds in 2015. He didn't know right. what the hell was going on. He just thought I was having a bad night. Yeah, but uh, along the same notes, I used to think that commercials were geared towards me, uh, which obviously they are, but I thought like directly I, I was the reason they put this commercial on the TV, right? Um, and one crazy <laughs> thing I that happened to Ritz. me. Yeah. One crazy thing that happened to me is one of my family members was in a band in high school. Okay, and they played in that Bogart's Battle of the Bands competition that all the high school bands play in. Yeah, and they actually played against Walk the Moon in the finals. What is now Walk the Moon? Okay, do you know Walk the Moon? I've nope. heard of them. Shut up and dance you with me. Nice thumb on the music world, Luke. I envy you. You know that, that song, really? though. No, I don't. we're not going to do this again. But you know the song. Shut up and dance with me. Is it the same song that we went over this with no. last time? Well, give me no. a couple more bars. I'm not giving any more. <laughs> no, no, no. If everyone knows, <laughs> shut up bars. and dance. Yeah. Give me two more bars. This shut up w- and dance with me. This da, da, woman da, da. is my destiny. She said, ooh, ooh, shut up and dance with me. Yes. Don't do this. I had sex so, with a girl named. De- is that it? Don't don't do this. All right, we can move on. <laughs> I think we did that in episode I'm, I'm totally one. Kidding. I'm totally kidding. But anyway, anyway, my family member was in a band that beat Walk the Moon in the Cincinnati Bogarts Battle of the Bands. If for those listeners who don't know, Walk the Moon is from Cincinnati. They're from Ohio. Cincinnati oh my God. And Columbus. I didn't know that. Cool. And things. I became convinced that my family member had collaborated with the band to write lyrics directed towards me. They released an album when I was manic called talking is hard and I'm well, I'm in the whistleblower mindset. So I'm like, yeah, that makes total sense and I'm like listening through this album and I want like I don't want to play the song, but there's this one song called up to you and if you want to look it up or add it in whatever you can, but it's basically a song about like taking down giants and all these like money hungry capitalists and like how you can't expect them to change. It's up to you. I read a book that was based on that exact same concept. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And I became yeah. completely convinced that this band was like talking to me directly. Yeah. And I went to New York City and saw them live thinking they'd be like, yo, Mark, what up? Like I was what? doing crazy shit. I was in yeah. DC at the time. I took a That's bus up to. So you just New showed York up City to New York. And and just showed like, up to New Yo, York. I like, Yo, I love you guys. Do you have my PS4? <laughs> <laughs> Deep callbacks. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's the dangerous thing about mania, though, because everything becomes self-affirming. Yes. Like, everything's polarized to like just feed that one idea that you have in your all head. roads lead to Rome and your Caesar. Yes. That's what mania is like, and you're just sitting there at the top of your own cornucopia that you've built on nothing. <laughs> yeah, fun it's stuff. really insane. I actually suffered from this. I don't want to say suffered, but 
I have this other complex. Did you have a really great time? <laughs> manic? Because I, I love did, being manic. It, it was you, kind of fun. Well, yeah. and, like, anyone who's ever had a manic episode, they'll probably tell you they really enjoyed it. And the consequences afterwards, like yeah. afterwards is hard to go back. Deep to. depression. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. So I don't really suffer the deep depression side of it. I'm o- I'm always trying to get back though to that same state and that's why I have these Groupon conversations because it energizes me and but it's also like you have to find a productive outlet yes. to get it done the way you sh- you want to and um, like I suffer from this thing called Messiah complex. Oh dog. Tell me more. Went to Bible college. Know it, all about it. It is exactly what it sounds like. I Lawrence think it's actually a messiah. He told me that. Yep. I, I, I say it all the time. As soon as we stop recording, I'm like, yes, that was that was good. There are sight. There are there are a whole <laughs> bunch of there's probably five <laughs> to ten schizophrenics at summit mental hospital that was that a phone going off. God. Hell yeah. Every episode. Yeah, every episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> That is Groupon. <laughs> <laughs> this is Eric Lefkowski. He just—he's <laughs> trying to negotiate. Hey, what up, bro? My ears out. are burning. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what are we talking about? Oh, dude, you should not ask me. Messiah complex. Oh yeah. There so, we go. So Messiah complex is basically anytime you become convinced <laughs> that you're some sort of second coming or another, like a bigger than a human entity, right? I thought I was an alien. I thought I was something that wasn't a normal human. I thought I was in a simulation. I didn't know what was going on, but um, I became convinced that this song called up to you was about me and I listened to it on repeat and I like had all these insane deep like because when you think when you go through something like that, you're basically questioning everything that's ever happened to you Mm -hmm. because when you think that someone in your family planted a guy at a bar and they ran into you and got you this job and allowed you to uncover all this fraud where you're like, well, we're like, well, wait, what else could have been staged in right. life and like what people did I meet and when and what I, I was like taking notes of like people I met towards the end of college. You're like reevaluating your life as a messiah like you're like yeah, I thought I was a normal person. Yeah, right. right. Every yeah. single interaction every single like every th- every memory that's implanted on you that has had any sort of relevance to you at all suddenly gets put through a different lens and so it has to be recalibrated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not um, it's not always the most fun thing, uh, especially when that ideology bumps up against somebody else that still has their feet on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's weird like because growing up, at least for me, I was always just afraid of death and the unknown behind death. And then when you go through a manic state and you think maybe heaven's on earth or it's a simulation or yeah. all it does is when you have a completely manic episode where you don't sleep for a week, that's basically like an intense drug trip. And I met God during that time. Yeah. And I knew that there's a creator above me that put me here for a reason and put a purpose into my life. And I was like, you know what? That's all the information I know to like keep trucking forward and not like give up. Yeah. And but you have to be because you have to be healthy about it too. Like I'm so negative oriented when it comes to Groupon and I'm always about the past with them and it's always like who am I going to creep on next about it and who am I going to get to slip up and it's like why don't I just talk about Mark and like what I could do moving forward. Yeah. And why does my why do I have to identify as the Groupon guy or like the guy that won't shut up about Groupon and because I've like 
I've been through two open heart surgeries. I've traveled the world. I've been diagnosed bipolar and been in mental hospitals. I've met like crazy and crazy cool people. Like I've met more famous people than I thought I ever would. And I've been to more cities and like traveled more than most people will in their lifetime. You know, so I have a lot to be grateful for, but I just can't fucking get over Groupon like because they still <laughs> operate. You know, they're still really in interesting. It's like because their their fraud was so blatant and I had my evidence was so crisp clear like was, right right and I was just like you guys can't be this stupid to be this blatant about the way you're deceiving all these people and you don't think everybody here is just going to you can't just fire all these people and think they're going to keep their mouth shut. But then I also my my employment at Groupon was extremely unique in the fact that I was one of the only people that knew how to get into our Salesforce yeah, software and yeah. pull out these phone calls. And I was I was meeting people on our legal team and talking with executives and asking curious open ended questions and and figuring out things that most people just don't give a shit about because most people just track through life. What's that Billy Madison line from the hot teacher? Most people just track through life like oh, a piece of shit and then it goes yeah. to like Norm Macdonald and uh, that other dude and he's like, what is she talking about? Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. It's kind of like most most people are just checked out and yeah. don't don't really give a shit about what's going on and I went into Groupon like, yo, this is going to be my life because I believed in what they were doing. I loved Andrew Mason. Yeah, yeah. I, I had gone skydiving and done LASIK and all these trips and restaurants Montgomery Inn, right like big time names were on the Groupon platform at one point. So like I can't get over their relevance still until yeah. they stop existing, but more realistically and this is unhealthy. It's more when they like publicly come out and be like Mark is a beast. He was right and that will never happen. I'll never get that. Yeah, I was happen. about to say I don't know what the chances are that they're going to publicly address specifically. Yeah, video. don't don't hold your breath for that one. There's not going to be a cop that takes you to a hospital this time, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there there's a lot of life affirming stuff there. It's true. A without lot. without Groupon, you're still like a a beast. Yeah. So you could say that more confidently. I think he might feel. Well, I, I, I was searching. For the <laughs> it right was term. almost a question. You're still a guy, right? <laughs> I mean, you're still, <laughs> you're still you're not nothing. You're something. Yeah. Oh, Groupon, you're 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 great, but yeah, this is okay. Too. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing, man. It's like, yeah, you feel like your your whole person, your whole personality, your whole persona, your your whole id is wrapped up in this this battle with Groupon. What if what if tomorrow everything gets resolved? What if tomorrow Groupon goes bankrupt and completely closes all of their doors, all of their deals and ceases to exist? What then? What does Mark Rouse do at that point? Um so I lost my dad four years ago and I asked myself a similar question, which is what if money wasn't an issue for me? And what if I knew everything for the rest? If I could do whatever I wanted with the rest of my life, what would I do? Yeah. yeah. And I started doing comedy. I started going to open mics f 10 times a week and just getting up and bombing and then bombing less and then laughing a lot because I really do see laughter as a really like good medicine and I grew up watching Dave Chappelle on killing him softly and I was like dude how can one dude just sit there with a microphone for an hour and just make me want to pee my pants 
and I can't even relate to his stories. Hold on. He made you want to pee your pants. I've laughed real hard in my life, man, but I've never laughed so hard. It was like, man, I wish I had more in my bladder so I could, <laughs> I wish I could just piss my, all pants. Over my pants. I wish I had more. I've already <laughs> pissed them once. I want to piss them again so bad. I'm giving you so much, Dave Chappelle. I just wish I could give you that little bit more. <laughs> but I just, I, so to answer you your question, Warren, to piss your pants. I basically, regardless of what happens between me and Groupon, I think that all my stories that came not only during my time at Groupon, but since yeah. I have to get out there in one way or another, if not as a therapy for myself. And a lot of my stories are really funny and I have to find the way to take this long form content of what happened to me in these like deep conversations and get quick punchlines out of them. Yeah. You know, like um, I've gotten a lot better recently of understanding like my my friend Elizabeth, she got me her dad actually got me this book about stand up comedy a couple of years ago, and in it it talks about telling a story in comedy and stand up. You don't want to do it chronologically like this happened and this happened and this happened. Isn't that crazy? That's like what's, what, the, what's the book called um, like the art mastering stand up or something with like the art of stand up masturbating stand up. That sounds about right. Yeah, something like that. It is. It is like one of the few jobs that were entertaining. Your job is to have fun. Yeah. 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 And Little Dicky has that song called work. Yeah, right. Yeah. I love that. In <laughs> the episode with work and then up to you because I thought work was about me too. Of course. I thought every song was I thought Little Dicky was like going to be my dude. I thought it's we were going to be weird. dudes after I went public. You have little dicky energy like I could yeah. see you in his posse. Oh, yeah. It's just like, yeah, he's my numbers guy. Yeah, because like, it is not my accountant. He has magnetic fridge numbers in his pocket at all times. <laughs> <laughs> just pulls out a plastic four with a little magnet on the back. What you need? I got a six in here as well. <laughs> it's my numbers. Guy. Okay. All right. So I want to um, was that number five? <laughs> we're, we're t- uh, no, I have, I, have, I have one more if you want if I, I can tell this story if you want or we can just lay keep it going. on us. Yeah, dog. Okay, so this we got to get all the numbers. This out. was You're one our of numbers my guy. This was one of my you just jokes. put number six up on the fridge and stared at it solemnly. <laughs> okay, so I'm working at Groupon and there's this hotel in Orlando this best Western. Okay, and they call me up or I call them whatever it was. It was getting recorded. Okay, know that and they're like, hey, uh, we run on a deal. You know, our, our rates are already pretty low, so we don't want to run the typical 30% discount that getaways normally ask for, but we're going to still be the lowest. Like I basically thought it'd be a good idea since they already had such low rates. Let's just figure out what the lowest rate is in town and let's beat it and let's be the lowest rate in the market. Yeah, for the amount of the deal. Yeah, and one thing I didn't know because I'm a year out of college and I don't have any real hotel experience, right? Is when you are a hotel and you're the very, very cheapest in town, um, you get a certain clientele. Oh, dick sauce. You were <laughs> so, <laughs> so fast forward about a week after the promotion mm-hmm. and they sold like a thousand room nights and I was like killing it. I was yeah. I was like on cloud nine about it. Uh, the general manager of the hotel calls me up. He's like, Mark, we have to turn off this deal like now. I was like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> we're making like, so much money. <laughs> he, was, he was like, yeah, you're just we're not exactly attracting the clientele out we were looking for. 
and I still didn't even know what the fuck was going on. Right. I was like, what do you mean, dude? Like they're they're customers. He's like, Mark, some pimps found your deal and sold us out for the month <laughs> for all their escorts. The entire Best Western is covered in semen. <laughs> We're booked up for a month, but the laundry bill is astronomical. We're doing the sheets three times a day, Mark. All, we can't afford it. All our maids quit in tears. What an awkward continental breakfast if you're just a family of five with like three kids. Daddy, you got these- how long until we get to Disneyland and why is everyone wearing wearing sequins. <laughs> I love that guy's hat. <laughs> Daddy, is that goofy? Shh, honey, get in the van. Just get in the van. We're leaving. <laughs> get your bagels and go. <laughs> Only a company like Groupon could if you come up with a story like that, you know? <laughs> Only something That's like Groupon amazing. could produce a story like that. I got to admit, uh, bro. That was a good number six. Yeah, I just added a number seven. Actually, how much time we got, bro? What are you talking about? We got the big gift. We got the big gift okay. card. Okay, just well, keep I got, talking, I got man. one more quick one. If I fall and asleep, then we'll, and we'll see where it goes. Okay. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, okay. So a lot of people don't know this about Groupon, but until recently, the last couple of years, you would never hear about Groupon on the radio. You would never see a billboard for Groupon. You would never see a commercial for Groupon. They only did word of mouth advertising yeah. and their whole their whole reasoning behind that strategy. And I know this because I worked there and talked with management about it was if you think about all the local businesses and what their options are for getting new business. Groupon's main competitor are main competitors are those things I just mentioned the yeah. radio billboards yeah, TV, right. all that stuff. I'm glad we're keeping their record clean because they will not be on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> so because of us, <laughs> but one so one exception to that rule was in 2010 they ran a Super Bowl ad. <clears throat> And you know how like Super Bowl ads, they can either be good or like really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was the second one by, <laughs> a, lot. by a lot. Okay. And I'll, I'll pretty much tell you how it goes. Okay. Was it just a recording of how they came up with the name? <laughs> it was just a shitty okay, open okay, hair hold, hold conference on. call. Let me set you up. Fade in. Okay. The people of Tibet's Oh God. Very culture is at risk. <laughs> what in the fuck? <laughs> Their Strong people are start. dying by the thousands. They have no food. They got my attention. <laughs> there's, there's starvation, violence, hunger, starvation. It's violence a bad is one situation, <laughs> but they whip they whip up a mean curry. And because what? they partnered with Groupon, you can get thirty dollars off at your local <laughs> Tibet restaurant. I swear to God, you can you can get on YouTube and look it up. It, it wasn't that bad. Like they didn't say half the shit. I, but they were basically like, "Hey, the people of Tibet are in trouble." But they have this restaurant in Holy Chicago, shit. and I just got thirty bucks off because they ran a Groupon. Because they're in trouble, too. they become victims of price gouging. <laughs> And you can take advantage of that now. <laughs> Don't let starvation violence happen to you. <laughs> Safe Order to say they did not blood. do any more like advertising after that. Yeah, that turned me off commercials. I can't oh. imagine that like wit how all right. We have one shot at this. We've put all of our marketing budget into one Super Bowl commercial <laughs> palm sweaty. He's weak. 
Where's that guy that came up with Groupon? What are your ideas for a commercial? We open Johnson. <laughs> we need you for this. Johnson. What ideas do you have? First, we're going to talk about starvation violence. It's a new type of third world problem I just invented. <laughs> then we're going to talk about how good the third world country's food is. Look, I just read a coffee table <laughs> book about Tibet. <laughs> Holy fuck. Well, I'm glad that this ended on something that made me laugh really hard. Yeah. I don't know if it's making anyone else laugh. Well, it's it's been a wild two episodes. Yeah, man. Yeah. Holy crap. Uh, do, do you think the bomb was clear enough? We hit that bomb pretty hard. So yeah. it's called bomb, a group bomb. The, the bomb was basically <laughs> The bomb was basically me farting in the vice president's face on accident. Oh God, I forgot then, about that. And then oh, putting yeah. that in my resignation Wait, did, email. Did we have that in its entirety? On oh yeah, episode? we need your resignation email. You got to read that shit, bro. Yeah, okay. Do you have that to break? You probably yeah, have it memorized. I don't have that memorized, but I can at least bring it up. Hell yeah. Save. Let's get that. But, okay, I'm so going to put some really inspirational music. It's, it's 430 in the morning. Fade in. I, um, I told my manager a couple days earlier that I'm going to go back to Cincinnati and they can fire me if they want, but I'm taking some time off because I don't want to be in the office crying all the time. Tight. And um, I finally send this resignation email and one of my last days in the office, I had a meeting pretty much they're like scheduled out an hour normally and I had a full day of meetings. Oh God. And basically sometimes they would do these things called call blocks where all you're doing is making new calls and I just didn't have time to do that and they knew that and I'm at my desk on all these important meetings and everyone else is like making normal phone calls out to new businesses like some people had some meetings sprinkled in here and there, but this vice president at the time Amanda like was basically on a she was trying to get me fired because I was speaking up about the booking fee. She like had it out for me and she was sitting at a desk right next to me shadowing this other new rep that we had, but she was there to like be in my shit, right? And so we're like um, she's like talking with this new rep and I can kind of overhear what they're talking about and it's her trying to like take some more of my accounts away from me and they're trying to like reach out to hotels. I've already reached out to and they were just going to look dumb if they called and I was trying to be like I was trying to be like cool about it. But I was like, hey, you shouldn't call them. They already said they can't do it because of this and they're like, hey, you aren't you but eventually like something was said and I got upset because I was like, look, I'm on a call right now. I don't have time for all this nonsense like and she was she had her feet up on the desk. She was leaning back on her laptop. She was right next to me and she took her legs down for a second to like turn over to talk to me and my my left butt cheek sort of uh, squeezed and then I lit out a fart on accident. And okay, it, on it, accident. It was on accident and but it was subconsciously. No, it was a complete accident. It really was. It but just wasn't I couldn't an make it up. I couldn't make it up. It. Okay. Yeah. So it happened and this was the same vice I, president. I know you're looking at the email, but I expected a fart audio like, and this was the fart <laughs> group on records everything. I found this in our fucking sales and files this yeah. is what happened. <laughs> yeah, so so this is the same vice president that hired that psycho that I had all this evidence. Yeah, against. Yeah, she was yeah, completely yeah. incompetent. Like if they were going to let go of one of us, it should have been her. She ended up getting fired and you're calling her that having stolen a La Rosa's chairs yeah, and committed she, arson against yourself. Dude, she, so. She's 
levels. I'm still a good. I'm levels. still a good person. And I'm, I'm not even <laughs> yeah. saying. I'm not even saying that she isn't. They I just returned think, the LaRosa's chair. Yeah, that, yeah. that situation was handled. No one was hurt. The, see, my <laughs> thing is, I'm not a violent person. I just like talk a lot and Google shit. Yeah, I'm just like very violently audible. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I've I've been in one fight and I didn't really have a choice. Can we steal that as the tagline of our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> violently audible. Yeah. <laughs> So so anyway, when I resign, I want to make it very clear that like you guys owe me a lot of money even currently for what I've done. And if Amanda has any say in the negotiations about what my payout is, I want like I want to file an HR complaint and and you know, get to the bottom of all this. Yeah, but I'm super emotional and haven't slept for a week. So this is how it came out. Um, I'm so the email is pretty long. But I'll get to the point where I talk about Amanda. (laughs) Yeah. So I saw five thumb flicks and I was like, is that a message from my mom? Jesus goes on forever. So this is what I said. I was like, I already had an idea that I would be leaving soon. So I was trying to be as productive and helpful as possible during the time I had left transitioning accounts to mills and whatnot. I even asked him to be my team lead so I could have a reason to soft introduce him to all my partners without showing my intention to leave. I was just going to have leave quietly and let all of Amanda's deeds go unpunished. But she was on a mission to get me fired and harassed me all of Wednesday afternoon to the point where she was physically in my personal space being combative. And I accidentally farted in her face in In her face in parentheses (laughs) in parentheses. I wrote there were less than 12 inches between my actual asshole and her face and parentheses work email. Love it. And I was and then I wrote and I was afraid there was going to be an altercation. I can't make this shit up. Chad saw it happen and can vouch. That's what I do when I'm manic. I always like yeah, yeah, you got to validate other yeah. people right, right. and be like, they, they, think think saw it. they think how I think about this. <laughs> Everyone hates a man. You like all me. bore witness to what I did. <laughs> My favorite is I was in I was in a mental hospital early on, not the state run one, but one of my first intakes. And my friend Corey, I was like interrogating all my friends. I was like, but at one point I pulled Corey aside and I was like, Corey, you know why I'm in here, right? Like, you know, he was like, okay, yeah, I, like you like when you're manic, you ask these open ended cryptic questions like you know what's going on here, right? Right, right. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what but like most people don't want to assign their name to your name. In my story, right? A lot of people are unwilling to comment. Ah, I got gotcha. you. At least for me, that's been my experience with what happened with Groupon is like I cannot get anyone at that company to go on the record with me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and most I, people just don't want more shit in yeah. their lives. Dude, people have like, families. People like yeah. they view it. It's their like when I was trying to take down Groupon, I kind of had that flashback to the big short movie mm-hmm. where the guys like shitting on the guys that are about to get rich. He's like, you know, people are going to die and people are going to lose their jobs and people are going to be sad. And when I was like, hey, man, I need to take down Groupon at all costs. I did sort of internally take on this this burden of like, oh my God, 12 or 10,000 people are going to lose their job right because yeah. of what I found out. And now this was complete nonsense. Like I'm it was a manic thought that yeah. never came to fruition, but I think right now they have like 2000 employees. Yeah, but the bottom line is like Groupon shouldn't exist and I hope they eventually don't. I don't know if I agree with you on that. I don't think Groupon should be running things the way that they are running, but given given what the whole world has gone through in the last two years, 
any sort of a thing that can produce results for a small business. Basically, what I'm saying is is Groupon is communism in my eyes. It is the most amazing idea I've ever heard of, but it's being applied in a really terrible way. So they should exist, but they don't need to be so shady. Maybe they should not exist and maybe something else should rise. But in its asking place. asking people like Eric Lefkowski and Simon Goodall to change is unrealistic. No, because they, they're, they they're aren't powerful scam artists and they're the ones at the top correct? and they own the platform. So they're the ones we have to kill. Eat We're on rich. a podcast, right? We'll are, talk. Off are record. we <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean it, it's tough because this Eric Lefkowski guy, he's about to take a new company public. And it really upsets me. Really? Yeah, it's called Tempest. It's this cancer research company. That, oh no! That apparently owns the most data of all, like clinical whatever, and they're about to go public. And I mean, the guy's worth billions of dollars. He can artificially he can artificially make a company go public. He's yeah. got the cash. But the fact that anyone anyone from the public sector is going to invest into anything he's part of, based on the fact that. Groupon was what he got rich off of. And if you look into his history prior to Groupon, how he became a billionaire, it was basically like the same types of scams. It was just scam after scam. Like he had this one company. He has this one company. It competes with TQL, right? Big name drop around these parts. Yeah. What so, does TQL do? So a logistics based company, they basically supply the freight shipping for, um, uh, you know, stuff that has to get across the country. People own trucks. People own goods. The people with the goods need the, the people with the trucks to take it across the country. TQL is basically the middleman that brokers that deal. Okay, so nothing Groupon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They Groupon. do nothing. <laughs> Groupon. They add no value. Yep. So er, so Eric Lefkowski lots big of my friends have made lots of money at TQL. Well, no. doing oh, nothing. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Well, they own nothing. Yeah, they own none of the trucks. They own none of the liability. They yep. have no overhead. It's Groupon. I've and delivered they hire... packages at their place, though, and their building is nice. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, they have a basketball court. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, dope. It's, it's a cool place, <laughs> um, and I'm not saying that the freight industry is a scam by any chance. I'm just saying like he got rich by owning nothing and being a lawyer from Michigan and being like, oh, I could just hire a bunch of salespeople and I don't even have to, I don't even have to own these trucks and I can right. just set up a platform where these truckers can get in touch with these people who have goods that need to go places yep. and make a fuck ton of money. And that's how he yep. got rich initially. And then he was like, I have all this money. How can I own another platform and bring no value to an industry and let's fuck over every local business across the country and start Groupon. And now he he owns all these different mansions across the country and he's like I said in the last episode of Mr. Burns of real life and now wow. he's looking at a bunch of cancer patients and being like they don't need their money. Yeah, I'm not trying to be insensitive towards anyone that has cancer, but I definitely think there's some something to be said about like how much money are we going to put towards cancer research and what results have we actually gotten? I would also like to go on record and say that I don't want to kill this man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's important to double back on uh, given the fact that apparently our words have power and they get us kicked off of networks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'd call radio artifact a network. Like you, a, are you saying my words don't have power Luke? It, it's are you work. taking the power away from my words? <laughs> I mean, we, we've been over the fact your, your words are very powerful. You got the radio voice. It's not It'd the be words, nice man. if it was still on the radio, it's but <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah, Mark, dude, thank you so much for sharing your story. This has been incredibly eye opening. This has been incredibly enlightening and this has been a lot of fun. I agree. I've had a lot of fun getting these stories out 
in like a funny but productive manner because if I'll be honest, like most of my friends and family, they don't like hearing me talk about Groupon. I, and when I, I get a fresh I can set of that. ears where I can yeah. go, hey man, my, my Groupon shit is interesting and be able to have conversations without judgment about it. And you two have been like super supportive about it and you have a great radio voice and Luke just cracks me up constantly and I really I, thought you were going to go yeah. mean there like oh yeah this is great you guys I, have been supportive you have a great voice Luke was here I have been <laughs> <laughs> Nick was here thanks a lot Nick I have been doing this podcast for so long that that's what I brace myself for <laughs> that was the learned behavior of oh no guard your emotions Luke here it comes your Luke, friends are about to say something hurtful you're not Groupon you're not TQL you do bring value Oh. I should I should meditate every day. You are not group. Well, if this was my <laughs> episode to find you, <laughs> Eric Lefkowski <laughs> will get his in his own. Oh shit! To each their own. Um. um. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. This is great. <laughs>